This is Pulse 95. You're listening to the Halftime Show Podcast. Oh, he loves the fire and what a goal! This is the Halftime Show with Umar Adouri on Pulse 95. Nice strike! Oh, better than Salam and welcome to the Halftime Show with Omar Duri. I'm your host, covering everything sport, international and local. We give you the latest on what's happening locally and internationally. And today, I'm proud to say that locally we've got some big things happening in the Arab Women's Sports Tournament in Sharjah. Yesterday, I got a chance to watch UAE Sharjah as they met the Saudi Elite in basketball. And let me tell you something, folks. There's some serious talent out there. And I'm very, very proud to say this is just the beginning of what might be a very successful tournament. Also, we are talking about we're blessed here in the UAE with some incredible weather. So teams look to exploit that by getting away from their environment and coming over here. But what are the benefits to that? And are there any repercussions? Arsenal Football Club, that's right, Arsenal Football Club, are in town and some warm weather training is on the agenda. So we'll be assessing what are the benefits and how Mikel Arteta is planning to reinvigorate their season with their families following a shaking start to his reign. Now, let's give you a scenario. On the third segment, what I'm going to be talking about is a World Cup winner misses his train and heads to the local mosque in England. Now, he's one of the most loved footballers on the planet. What would your reaction be if you saw him at the mosque? What would you say to him? Well, a couple of people saw him at the mosque and invited him over. But what was his response? All this and more on the only place to be at three, the halftime show on Pulse 95. Pulse 95. This is the halftime show with Omar Aduri on Pulse 95. Salam and welcome to the halftime show with Omar Aduri. I'm your host, covering everything sport, international, and local. Now, if you're just tuning in and want to catch up on any of our shows, they turn into podcasts which you can listen to on Apple or SoundCloud music and commercial free we have some incredible guests from all around the world covering some amazing topics in sports health and fitness and speaking about sports health and fitness i gotta give a shout out to um to all the people who are tuning on the halftime show on the instagram live at the moment at omar duri and also at pulse 95 radio shout out to Tarek, goran maria mj you guys we love having you on the show obviously and you guys keep me company especially during the break and we got a really really good show for you in today and speaking about that let me throw this scenario your way now imagine imagine this happens in your town right a world cup winner a world cup winner misses his train and after playing a champions league game with his premier league team decides to head to the mosque he heads over to the mosque probably frustrated that he missed the train back uh, and bumps into you at the mosque now football fans what would you say to him, bearing in mind he's one of the most liked footballers on the planet and he's won the World Cup and the Premier League twice? Any idea who I'm talking about? I'm sure some of you fans do. Now, if you're a football fan, I guess the first thing you're thinking is, do I greet him, especially seeing him in a beautiful place like the mosque? Yeah, you know, that shows a lot of humility, shows that, you know, he, he's close to God. That's great. But N'Golo Kante is one of the most loved footballers amongst his teammates internationally and locally and misses his train after playing 90 minutes against Cardiff City. Now he bumped into some fans at the local mosque where they invited him over for a cheeky FIFA and chill session and Kante accepted and even stayed to watch match of the day. I mean, you know when they say there's this divide between footballers and fans? 
or even athletes and fans, how many people would actually say to you, you know what? Yeah, let's go and play some FIFA. And this guy is a Premier League, two-time Premier League winner and World Cup winner. Not a bad night in if you ask me having a World Cup and a Premier League winner chilling with you and watching match of the day. Now, Kante is known for being shy and quite, you know, um, modest in his approach and he's shown his humility on several occasions he's had plenty of stories like this which don't often come to the surface and that's why we're mentioning him on the halftime show arguably the best player in his position has reinvented the ball winning position to make it his own now winning the ball back without hardly conceding a free kick is an art form for those that understand the sport the energy to be able to adapt to different roles despite having several managers shows he's a dream player to coach a very intelligent footballer and just a nice guy now the obvious comparison and role model for kante would be a certain legend called cloud makalele right well cloud makalele is not actually his role model even though that's the most obvious one bearing in mind he's french he's also from african roots he's played for the world cup team and obviously been a legend in what he does but his actual role model now let's see if you football fans remember this is lasana diara who also played for Chelsea and wasn't as successful, but that shows a lot. Now, despite getting paid a reported 290,000 a week, making him Chelsea's highest earner, Kante grew up in a small flat in Royal Malmaison, a small and densely uh, populated suburb in uh, just by Paris, actually. And he worked as a trash picker around the suburbs of Eastern Paris, looking for all sorts of valuable waste to collect and deliver to small recycling farms. Now, he rocks up to training in a Mini Cooper, which is kind of nice because normally you'd imagine, you know, your Range Rovers and your Lamborghinis and your Ferraris. And apparently was persuaded to buy a car when he first moved to England to play for Leicester because he thought he would just run to training from home. <laughs> the more I tell you about this guy, the more you just want to be his friend. Now, so for all those that feel that athletes are one type, N'Golo Kante, thank you for breaking the stereotype. But what do you guys think? Do you have a story like that on N'Golo Kante? If you do, text us on 4215, or do, or slide into our DMs at Omar Dury or even at Pulse95 Radio, and we want to hear from you. Coming up next, the latest from the Arab Women's Sports Tournament in Sharjah as our very own UAE's Sharjah represents in basketball with our baller Aliazia Suedi matching up against Saudi Arabia's elite on the only place to be at three, the halftime show on Pulse 95. You're listening to Pulse 95. Oh, he loves the pilot! What a goal! This is the halftime show with Omar Adori on Pulse 95. Nice strike! It sure is that time. It's the Halftime Show with Omar Dura. I'm your host covering everything sport, international, local. Thank you very much for keeping me company in the break. And also for all those who are tuned in, wherever you are tuned in from around the world, whether it's 95FM, Pulse95Radio.com, or even our app, Sharjah Broadcasting Authority. Welcome to the Halftime Show. And thank you for showing love on Instagram, li- Instagram Live too at Omar Dura and Pulse95Radio. You guys are amazing. Speaking about amazing, yesterday I watched the... Uh, the basketball which was happening at the Arab Sports Tournament in Sharjah um, and the women were on fire um, in, in, in that game. It's amazing, especially when you watch a sport that isn't your first sport, just to kind of be able to identify certain things, patterns of play, uh, movement, you know, the mentality, the body language. It was very, very cool. And I watched the basketball match between the UAE Sharjah versus Saudi's elite 
team, which was quite impressive. The levels to this game, right? And I always say this, there are levels to this game, but the levels to this game were very high. And I have to say, the manner in which Sharjah performed was very promising. Now, despite the 30-point lead, they came out of the blocks like fire. And they were relentless, especially in the first quarter. They were ruthless. Now, credit to, has to go to the Saudi elite team for fighting back. And the combination play between Asia, Jacqueline and Jasmine were, or Yasmin, was very impressive. And the patterns they were drawing on the court, like the retention from Aliazia Suedi, you know, who was on the show recently, um, was so impressive. As soon as they conceded possession, her presence uh, to be able to win the ball back and transition from defense to offense shows very promising signs for the rest of the tournament. And speaking to her also, um, you know, before, uh, before her match and also listening to her after they won, there was no room for complacency. There was no signs of her just enjoying the victory. She was very straightforward. She meant business. You can tell you want that person on your team. I was very impressed with that. I even noticed actually one of my players, uh, Ala, who I used to coach at the women's national team at the Football Association, representing and doing very well so much love and respect to you a lot and hope you know hope everything goes well for the rest of the tournament coach Ali Ghanim must be proud and speaking of proud one of the standout moments I have to say for me watching was the pride of one of the basketball players mothers who was on the sideline uh, Ali Naqbi I believe her name was um, her mom was so proud she was in tears and it made my heart smile when I watched that because I'm obviously very close to my mom. She's probably listening at the moment. Shout out to uh, Mama, Mama Dury. Um, but this was a moment that I was, you know, you couldn't help but say, I want to see more of that, even though the game was going on. And things like that, you can't repeat. But Charger Sports TV were actually zooming in on that. And I couldn't get enough of that, you know. The more I actually saw, the more I, uh, I kind of thought, wow, like it is really really impressive you know um to see that and tonight they're playing the tunisian team so make sure you follow and support them because a lot of good things coming out of Sharjah, and we're very very proud of everyone who's participating at the tournament and uh coming up next what's your thoughts on warm weather training teams from around the world could come into town for that but what are the benefits is it a holiday or is there science behind resetting the mind as well as the body from a physical and mental point of view in demands of competition find out next on the only place to be at three the halftime show on pulse 95 you're, you're listening, listening to, to pulse 95 pulse 95 oh he loves the pilot what's a goal this is the halftime show with omar al Duri on pulse 95 nice strike oh, Salam and welcome back to the Halftime Show with Omar Duri. I'm your host, coming everything sport, international, local. I have to say, you guys on Instagram are incredible, man. You're keeping me busy because apparently there was match of the day yesterday um, at, uh, at the school we were playing at and there was a huge game between uh, one side, which was my, our team, and the other side, which was Tarek's team. And a lot of banter happening on that, so I have to say shout out to you guys for keeping me entertained in the break as we're going. And one thing I will say now, out here in the UAE, we are blessed with warm weather. Now, almost ideal weather, especially if you're like me and spent the first 24 years of your life in cold, gloomy England. Now, we love England for its reasons, but definitely not its weather. And I've played in that weather where hailstones would hit my head. And if you're not blessed to have a full set of hair like me, that can sting. Now, so it's a surprise to hear that international teams from all around the world are coming to the UAE. 
Not really. I think that's very, very common. But what's behind it? Rugby, football, tennis, athletics have all sent their athletes from warm weather training. But what is it that makes them decide this? Now, having had a disappointed season, if we look at, you know, Arsenal Football Club, why? Because it's Arsenal. Um, they're currently here in the UAE training at, um, as their next fixture will be against Newcastle on the 16th of February at the Emirates Stadium. Last year, Liverpool did the same. And at the start of the year, they went on to do their warm weather training and had an incredible season winning the Champions League and finishing runners-up in the Premier League, having only lost one game. Now, if we look at it, we break it down and look at the temperature. The average UK temperature in January is a chilly four degrees Celsius. And Klopp said that these cold winter conditions mean that you can only run and shoot and tackle. By contrast, it's around 20 degrees at the same time in the UAE and 15 degrees in Marbella. Now, expanding on this, Southampton manager Ralph Hasenhutl, who took his side to Tenerife, said that there's more time to train tactical aspects in warm weather, simply because you can rest the two or three minutes and explain things without catching a cold. Now, body muscles are more pliable in these conditions, meaning less time is wasted warming up and the general um, risk of muscle strains and tears is reduced. So there is science behind this. There's also there's also simply more daylight hours to train in with eight to nine hours of daylight in the UK in January compared to 11 in Dubai or the UAE, Sharjah, Abu Dhabi. This affords time for the schedule to be more relaxed, especially with fewer media commitments to attend as well. Now, of course, there is an inherent risk where travel is concerned and changing time zones can harm the sleep patterns of finely tuned athletes. But warm weather training camps have been long used in athletics where sports scientists have repeatedly found that it helps to improve cardiovascular fitness. And that's why people like Andy Murray in tennis has always headed to Miami for intense training block every winter. The heat is a stress on the body that makes training more challenging and the blood thickens in, warm con- in warmer conditions and the heart has to work harder to pump oxygenated blood to the working muscles. The body adapts to this by increasing blood plasma volume, which essentially equates to better cardiovascular fitness. This benefits the players. They are yet even able to train more effectively in cold weather, and that's useful when they return to the harsher conditions like the UK and we spoke about. So there is science behind it. It's not just the holiday. So in terms of gaining maximum efficiency from objective set, it's a lot more than just the holiday which when executed right can be extremely beneficial for athletes so that's why they come out to the uae and warm places to train and let's face it the uae is amazing (laughs) the psychological benefits are just as important and as the physiological benefits and these camps are not just about grueling physical work now a lot of the time here on the halftime show we talk about how important the mindset is and how important the mentality is The mental benefit should not be overlooked, particularly after the hectic December schedule in places like the Premier League, where, you know, it's it's insane. It's so intense there that you have to adapt to so many different things and factors where there's no training. It's just match after match and recovery. So seasonal affective disorder is otherwise known as SAD normally when we try and abbreviate it can be a problem in the UK and changing up the routine keeps the mind flexible and adaptable it's also providing an opportunity for team cohesion 
bonding and to forge like that close affinity between the manager and the players. Something that's always seemed important to the best managers in the world, like your Klopp's and your Guardiola's. They want that unity between their teammates and being in a different environment really helps that. Now we speak about the importance of headspace and mindset, you know, when performing in sport and everyday life. But that's why I found it really interesting to highlight warm weather training and how blessed we are to have it all year round. Another reason to be grateful, folks, I'll tell you, it's always good to be grateful. Do we make the most of the conditions we have here in the UAE? And how often do you do outdoor activities? Text us on 4215 or do or slide into our DMs on Instagram at Omar Duri or Pulse95 Radio and let me know what kind of activities you're doing and are you taking advantage of the weather. Coming up next, folks, we answer your questions, give you a few shout-outs, and conclude our halftime report on this week on the only place to be at three, the halftime show on Pulse 95. This is Pulse 95. Oh, he loves the pilot! What a goal! This is the halftime show with Omar Adori on Pulse 95. Nice strike! Salam, welcome back to the Halftime Show. I can't believe we're already almost done and almost reaching full time on the Halftime Show. Now, we've had some really, really good points on the Instagram live at Omar Durian Pulse 95 Radio. Hamad, or as I call him, Murad, um, was asking about the exclusion of Mikel Arteta from Manchester City and the dip in form. What are my thoughts on that and how has it affected... How do I feel it's affected Raheem Sterling's form? That was the question sent in. Um, very, very good question. At any time in the season, normally when you have a disruption like taking someone out, that's quite important. Now, it could be a, a director, it could be a coach. you got to bear in mind that coaches, especially the assistant coaches, are much closer to the players than the head coach because normally the head coach likes to have a bit of distance between him and the players unless you're the type of coach that likes to know everything which can be very dangerous emotionally uh, physically and mentally as well because sometimes it also alters your um, your mindset in how you coach someone so I think with Arteta leaving I definitely think that it's kind of tricky to be able to say that the reason why City are losing or not winning as many games is because he's left I think they haven't been you know, investing in their team as much in the last season or so as they have in the past. Now, listen, don't get me wrong. In the past, there's been a lot of money invested on fullbacks and midfielders and and all sorts of things. But I think that at the moment now, um, it has been tricky because, you know, whilst Liverpool have identified, you know, Virgil van Dijk gone out and bought the best defender in the world and that's happened. That worked really, really well. However, saying that, um, people like Alisson as well, who was purchased, Manchester City haven't done that. Now, I think that it's all in now, especially in the summer coming up. With Liverpool already securing the league, I think it's a very, very tricky period for Manchester City. And it might even be probably the end of Pep Guardiola, if not this year, then next year. If they don't give him the money he wants and invest in that, it's going to be very tricky to keep him there because he's had to watch Liverpool bulldoze the whole team and they've beaten every single team in the league and have this incredible unbeaten run, especially the fact they haven't lost all season. So to answer your question, Murad, I wouldn't just put it down to Arteta, but I think when someone as important as that has left midway season, it's... If, you, if you're still winning, 
people won't notice it as much but if you don't start to get the results that you want we start to break down why and how and what's happened are other people stopping Guardiola from getting the players we talked about how many people are in his team on the show in the podcast called Building an Empire if you haven't checked it out check it out on uh, an Apple podcast or SoundCloud type in the halftime show Omar Durish and I spoke about this last year Building an empire like Pep Guardiola is phenomenal. Let's not let's not forget as well. He's back-to-back champions uh, with Manchester City, so so they've, they're still in there. However, you have to adapt to your surroundings and you have to adapt to the teams around you. Liverpool are in a league of their own, so there's going to have to be major surgery in Manchester City to be able to elevate that group of players to the next level because Liverpool are on that next level. Uh, they've been in the Champions League final they've won the Champions League final they came second last year with only one loss the whole season so they're going to be very hard to beat Um, so Manchester City have to really come up with some real surgery if they're going to be able to you know change that regarding Mikel Arteta he's never coached before at the highest level at all so it's going to take him time as well this is Pulse 95. Tune in live every Monday, Wednesday and Saturday from 3 p.m.